Hello, everyone. This is Edo Ninja, and you are now listening to the Storm Connect podcast, published by the podcast network known as the Sigil Arts. I talk about gaming topics and animated series of my own interest, like Ruby, Hunter x Hunter, Persona 5 Royal, and so on forward. The goal I aim to accomplish on every episode is to provide insights on these subjects that are usually overlooked, to spread awareness, and learn more. So, in the week of September 13th, there has been a lot going on with the companies having presentations and, you know, a lot of reveals of game titles and series and such. So, rest assured, I plan to have them covered in the podcast for the next couple weeks, so I hope you all look forward to that. So, to start things off, today we are going to be talking about Apple's lengthy presentation, only talking about the Apple Watch and iPad. However... I do have a special guest with me here today to go back and forth with. So, special guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, how's it going, everyone? Uh, my name is uh, Joshu, or, and uh, yeah, happy to be on the podcast today. Pleasure to have you here with me, Joshu. Um, so, before we start this podcast, I want to quickly mention this, and I believe like, it's actually super important that you pay attention before we actually get started with a podcast episode, uh, for those of you that are listening here today. Um, we here at the Sigil Arts Network, uh, alongside with the hosts of their own uh, shows, we hereby proudly stand with the Black Lives Matter campaign. This year, we've had a huge surge of injustices, and as much as that we can only say that we hope for this to end, this is not going to end it will not end until we seriously push forth on this change the problem that i have with this is the fact that it should not have to be a discussion but because of the ignorance of the racism that we've had in our history more casualties are added on to our st uh, statistics and recently uh cornelius fredericks he was murdered for throwing a sandwich and then was tackled to the ground he was choked unconscious by staff members of the Lakeside Academy in Michigan, a facility that deals with juveniles and orphans. And unfortunately, he was pronounced deceased two days after the tragedy and was deemed as a homicide. Uh, Michael Mosley, Zachary Solis, and Heather McLogan were accused of this mur murder. However, they were released on 500K on personal bonds, according to the uh, court records. <sighs> I don't understand why in the fuck that this ha even has to be an op. Like, I, I don't know why that this is even allowed. You know, this is completely illogical that there are more debts added and there's no change to our justice system. <laughs> Equality and about like the whole peaceful protest and such. It's, it's bullshit. A lot of people are furious about this shit. And it's why just why this has to be a thing, you know? I highly recommend that you all join the conversation for a better and more equal tomorrow by using the hashtag Black Lives Matter uh, BLM or uh, the full-on length of the um, hashtag Black Lives Matter on Twitter, Instagram, and your other social medias that you usually utilize on a daily basis. Um, and you can also go to the website uh, www.blacklivesmatters.com to join the cause and end the divide between people. We need to get this done. We need to have this discussion to continue to actually bring forward change we can't just give up now we can do this and hope that nobody else suffers anymore you know well with that being said let's just start off with our uh the podcast back to the uh apple presentation and such so um so it was interesting that um 
Apple only had to talk about with the Apple Watch and the iPad. We were usually around this time of the year. We usually expect the iPhone to be revealed alongside with updates to the Apple Watch and such. We usually expect the iPad to be a little bit later later in the year or usually in springtime, not usually now. Um, however, yeah, no, they talked about the Apple Watch and the uh, the iPads for like a good hour and like 20 minutes. So, and there was actually a lot that they revealed in this um presentation so i'm not gonna lie i'm actually really impressed of what they actually had to showcase i thought it was going to be a lot of talking to our out to our ears but it was actually really really useful and helpful information and especially to what uh, they're offering to the consumers so um to start that off uh they first talked about the apple watch so they pretty much revealed two of them which is the series six and the apple watch uh, SE. So, the Series 6, it's pretty cool. It's actually I think it's, it's kind of insane. <laughs> it's actually stupid cool. Um, and I love of how they are actually, like, cater more into, uh, of what they're doing, especially due to our circumstances with, uh, COVID-19 and such. They have done a lot of catering towards to our circumstances as of now. Um, so the first notable feature that they have included to the Series 6 is that they have a blood, a blood oxygen sensor and uh, they put like what it does is the fact that like it had like on the bottom of the actual like um, screen device of the Apple Watch, um, there are sensor lights that usually like it's showing that it's actually detecting um, or measuring your blood oxygen and such and that it actually tells you of where you're at and such, especially like it will give you detailed uh, information about your um, mobility, where you're at and stuff like that, your activity, and you know, it, it actually does a thorough, like from what they presented, it does like a thorough job on that. It's impressive. So, um, but yeah, no, they, they seem to have put a lot of effort into the health research department for that and Basically, you could be your own doctor before you can actually go see one. So, yeah, I guess we're canceling <laughs> doctors in 2020. <laughs> guess so. I mean, I have to give them props for all the like the the money and research that they're putting into just health research in general. They're putting like a lot of their resources into health mm. research, which I think is insane. Right. Right. Because like no. usually their main like flagship change for the year is always like a health upgrade to the watch. What I also love about it, too, is the fact that, like, you know, like, they, like, one thing I can actually, like, give Apple is the fact that, like, they care so much of the well-being and the concerns of their consumers, basically, to, like, worldwide and to our uh, environment as well. They're really, really stingy about that, which, you know, I love that. They usually keep up with their policy on that. So I love that they're upholding to that principle highly to this day. Yeah, I, I, I got to give them props for all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing that, uh, they also have included into the Series 6 is that it's an S6 chip, and it's pretty much a more, much more brighter always-on display. So, I didn't think that was going to be possible, but I, <laughs> hey, I guess that's just me underestimating technology these days. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I have the Series, the uh, Series 5 right now, and I'm like, I mean, the always-on display, like, when you're not using it, it's pretty bright, I mean, for... I mean, it does the job. I mean, it doesn't need to be on. They like have a variable refresh rate. It goes down to like one frame a second. 
so it like saves battery so i i didn't know that they can like improve on that so i mean that's interesting to see right right um so yeah another thing that they also have included to the series six well it's now like more of a new thing that they're doing uh from this point on it's now a new solo loop around like of where your wrist goes in the watch so if there's no no such thing for like latches or holes it's just now like one connected loop all together that way yeah i mean that's that's interesting i mean i did i didn't think that is like a thing people wanted or anything like that so it's interesting to see that they're like i guess making everything more minimalistic i mean like i'm like for the materials that they've used for like what they had to offer like they, they seem like pretty good like at least like you know again like they put like a lot in care and thought into it i'm just surprised that they did that because i i would assume a lot of people would like to have their customization as to like what could be like the latch uh the latches or like you know the holes that of as to how they would want to present their watch with whatever they're wearing you know um mm -hmm. so but i i guess that now that they're doing this I, I i don't know exactly how to feel about that um i think it's because that like they i they want you to use like the latches or like you know the loops that they're providing rather than like you like modify it on your own maybe or i i don't know if this is something that like you know they've actually have built it into the loop alone itself i doubt it but yeah. I don't know. I think it's usually a lot for the customizations that usually people would prefer, though. But I, I guess I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's interesting to see. I guess it's just kind of like a, oh, here's another accessory if you wanted to. Right, right. So, um, but other than that, that's uh, all that there really has to mention about the uh, the Apple Watch Series Six. They, it's only going to be uh, up to uh, four hundred bucks, three ninety nine. Um, when did they say that they were releasing this again? Uh, it's releasing, I think, on the 18th, on Friday. Oh, 18th? Oh, well, there you go. Very soon. So if you're interested of having, of being your own doctor rather than going to one immediately and such, well, there's your solution right there, if you have the financial funds for it, that is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, the next thing, uh, they have uncovered this, which <laughs> I kind of want to talk a little bit about this part. Um, so they reveal the Apple Watch SE. Now, <laughs> um, so Joshu was watching my stream, right? And uh, when they were still talking about a little bit more of what they were doing with the Apple Watches and stuff like that, and, like literally seconds before, uh, as the, they were about to reveal like the next title of the Apple Watch, he literally was just like, oh, watch, it's going to be Apple Watch SE. And it literally was called <laughs> Apple Watch SE. I, I'm uh, sorry. I, but... <laughs> I didn't on. think it was going to be called that. I was just thinking like, Oh, they gotta call it something dumb. I didn't think they would like copy the iPhone lineup because like no other product has that like tagline. It's only the iPhone, so like if you wanted to get a different iPad, it's either iPad Air or Mini. So I was like kind of thrown that. I thought that was kind of funny that they're calling it Apple Watch SE. So I I, I think that's a weird name choice. Like maybe I don't know. I guess another any other names that I could think of like Apple Watch Lite or anything right. kind of sounds silly, but. I just thought it was funny that that's the name they're choosing. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, like, you nailed it on the dot right there. I, I'm sorry, like, Apple's becoming way too predictable of, like, how they're doing their namings for their products, especially when they're making, like, a cheaper oh, yeah. model version of, like, you know, of what, like, the Pro is, of whatever this model could be. 
um, for again, for like the example, as you mentioned, that the iPhone, uh, they had that similar type of concept with the MacBook, uh, the Max lineup. And now they brought that onto the iPads and such. And now, guess what? We're here with the <laughs> Apple Watch SE. <laughs> not Apple thought? Watch Air, not Apple Watch Pro, Apple Watch SE. Wow. Who would have thought? <laughs> so, um, so I guess you could say for this one, it's like um, a little bit cheaper. Um, it's the body of the Series 6 with internals of a Series 5. If that makes any sense, and that's only going to be costing at two seventy nine, which is ain't that bad. It actually is not that bad for that type of like you know, um, for the product like that, it's decent actually, especially for like I mean, you that, know for the other yeah. components that they're offering. That's a, I mean, that's a pretty decent uh, price. I also thought since, I think it's interesting though that since they're selling the Apple Watch SE, uh, and then the Series Six, they're still offering the Series Three for one ninety nine, which I think is interesting because it's it's a weird deal. I guess if someone was like really needing an Apple Watch and just couldn't make that two seventy nine price point, I guess it's e uh, easier to just go for one ninety nine and cut the features that uh, that the SE has. But I think it's still interesting that they're offering that the series three for 199 but also at the same time on the flip side of it i guess it's good to just cater to like all consumers in terms of these products because i mean these apple pro i mean they could get they could get pretty pricey speaking of pricey there is something that i kind of want to talk about with the prices i'm going to mention a little bit more about this at the end though but i will say mm -hmm. uh just for you guys to have a little bit of a snippet of why i'm going to make this point later does all of their products for what they price them have well it's a big surprise because mm -hmm. as joshua has mentioned they're usually pricey and especially up to the extra of the top notch of the point where you want to label them as a scam it's mm -hmm. not that bad for this case surprisingly yeah. maybe a couple so. cases but that's debatable with anybody on that so oh yeah um, but yeah, no, they, they're going to be pricing up to 279 so, um, and then of course, as mentioned before, the, the, the 400 399 for the Series 6. Um, mm -hmm. I really don't have much else to say about the Apple Watch SE. It's pretty much like yeah. almost the same overview. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's just a cool addition to the lineup, I guess. Right, yeah. So, um... So, what more that they're bringing onto this, correct? Um... They, so they're making their, so, like, I guess you could say software, if you want to call it that. Um, they're kind of, like, mm -hmm. integrating a little bit more on whichever Apple device that you have. Um, which basically, like, you know, again, they're, they're having a little bit more into the integration with the iPhone, the iPad, the Mac, and stuff like that, whatever. But, mm -hmm. this part... We don't have much information about because I do have some questions about it. They did not go over that in the presentation unless it's just straightforward to the point as is. And just, wow, that's actually crazy. But oh, yeah. um, they have this thing called the family sharing feature. And they specifically presented this in the Apple Watch um, section of this presentation. And what it allows you to do is the fact that you could set up an Apple Watch for other members of the family that you have under that account, um, or the plan in general. You can give them that, you can create an account for them, 
and number without having an iPhone. That part yeah, that's, was that's surprising. Insane. Yeah. Um, I mean, mm -hmm. that's that's kind of crazy. I mean, like, that's their whole thing. It's like, if you're in the ecosystem, you're in the ecosystem. You have, you have an Apple Watch, you got that iPhone, there's a good chance you got a MacBook. Like, they're really tight about that whole ecosystem. But then opening the door just a little bit for that is like, I guess it's like good for kids if like they want an Apple Watch, but they don't have an iPhone yet. It's kind of interesting that they're like, okay, for this one exception, if you want, you don't need an iPhone for the, the Apple Watch anymore, which is, it, I, I think that's crazy. Right. I'm curious as to like how, like, like one of my questions, the fact that it's to like how, um, expansion that they're having with that because i again like mm -hmm. as joshua has mentioned earlier like this is pretty much like the big door that they're opening with um i don't know if it's going to be like bluetooth friendly among with like other devices i doubt that part however in terms of receiving messages and calls and stuff like that like you know um yeah. it's it, gotta be it's like wi-fi or cellular Right, and especially like for those that don't want an iPhone, they just want the watch so then they can accept the calls and stuff like that. I guess that option is now just available, which that means like the Apple Watch can stand alone without having the iPhone, which is amazing mm -hmm. actually. So yeah. if anything, in other words, that Apple Watch could be your phone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could. So I think that's actually really cool. Um, I hope that they actually give a little bit more details about that. Um, to see if, like how much you can do. If not, then we will find out by the time that uh, it's released and to when that feature is available, and then we'll just find out from there, though. But they they kind of just said like, oh yeah, this is the thing, and then they, they just kind of went on in the presentation. It's like, wait, no, I have questions. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, they kind of they kind of glanced over it very quickly and like, oh, here we go. You can have an Apple Watch now without an iPhone, and then just boom, next thing. And I was like, wait, well, hold on a second. You really tried it, Apple. I, I, I am not forgetting that feature. I'm gonna need you to run that back real quick. <laughs> yeah, they just they just jumped the gun on that one and then said, "Okay, here's the info. Okay, bye. Next thing, let's move on." Mm -hmm. like, yeah, no, I. <laughs> if you see me spamming about that on Twitter, but you, you already know. But anywho, um, <laughs> so um, the one uh, the next thing that they decided to glance over and talk about this a lot compared to the uh, family sharing account plan. It is the Apple Fitness Plus. They talked mm. a lot about like, because of we're in this pandemic and stuff like that, like they said that getting in shape is like the one of their most important uh, things that they wanted to focus. So for this part, they have personalized fitness workouts from about 10 categories, if I'm not mistaken and they mm -hmm. just help you to stay fit indoors because of this pandemic and like you know for wherever you are at least and they just give you like it's usually like updated regularly and it is only for 9.99 a month unless I they mean, had the yearly option plan then that's another story yeah but i i don't know how i feel i mean i guess it's great you know because of the pandemic you can't go outside a lot i mean you can get on like morning walks or runs or whatever but like you can't a lot of places still you can't go to the gym like some people did so i guess i guess yeah it's hard to stay fit and it's kind of interesting how they like implemented this because it's like you can start it on your watch and then it's it can show up on your phone your ipad or the apple tv 
which is interesting. So I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I guess maybe the price is like throwing me off because a lot of their other subscriptions are like 99 cents a month, two two like for iCloud, it's like $2 a month. They're like Apple Arcade and TV are $4.99. But I guess this is like, it's close to like that you're getting up to like, it's the same around about a gym membership, I guess. Mm. Yeah, but, and that's my, um, I I actually have, like, a question about that, because it's just, like, is it something that, like, they're providing on their own, or could anybody participate to uploading, like, videos up to these categories and such, and then Apple has to review mm, them? I'm not so sure. I think they said it's, like, from their personalized trainers that they have hired at Apple, so it's, like, their professional trainers are leading these workouts. I mean, hey... Don't get me wrong, I think I might get it because it's like, I mean, it's really hard to stay fit when I'm sitting on a chair for like six hours a day. And then it's like, oh, I can't, I can't do a lot outside. So, I mean, I, I it might be super helpful for some people and I, I might try it out because I think you get 30 days free or something like that. So I think it's interesting to try out and, and, and they spent a lot of time on this. I spent a huge chunk of the Apple Watch portion of this presentation on this Apple Fitness Plus. Right. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I think this is something that, like, you know, they want to promote that, like, you know, that they have the best of the best, which I guess that's why it's only for the exclusives. And I don't know. I... I, I'm sure there are other people that like to have, like, you know, to have their personalization as to what they have right now, and they want to have that integration. I don't know if they're going to be open-minded about that in the future. Um, mm -hmm. I think they're going to... I think that they want to have this as a test out to see how well this does, and if it goes well, then it will just remain as is. If not, then I think they're going to have to start opening the doors in order to, like, keep up with this type of subscription and such, and then go from there, though. But... I, I don't know. I feel like for the price of that, like again, like I'm I'm on the same page with you on that. Is the fact that it's $9.99 a month, uh, which I, I'm not so sure exactly how to feel. Maybe like if, if it's really good, if once we hear the reviews of it, I probably would be more inclined to see. Because like I can get like the fact that they hired these professionals and such, and like they pretty much. Um, took a lot of time out of their days and such to like record a lot of videos and maybe do re-recordings and stuff like that here and there so we're yeah. not exactly sure as to what they've done but I don't know it's a very interesting service um, mm -hmm. it is it, for it, sure yeah it's up to you guys if you think that this is worth it or not though um, I mean again as Joshua mentioned there's a 3.30 day trial you can test it out yourself and then you can see if it's worth the money if it's actually necessary or not <laughs> Yeah, I might I might try out that trial just for for a bit, just to just to see if it's worth it, you know? Because I don't know, it, it it's it, like in concept it sounds cool. I guess I'm just a little bit iffy on the price point. Yeah. Well, time for you to make a review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for my review of Apple Fitness Plus. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about with all these like fitness trainers and such, and that you're just like about to crack your bone. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. So that wraps there... it up for Apple Watch, though. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So. 
There is one more thing that they kind of have mentioned in the, uh... I think they did this in the Apple Watch section, but, like, this, like we're gonna kind of, like, pinpoint that for right now. Because mm -hmm. there's very juicy information before we talk mm -hmm. about that. So, we're gonna move on forward to the iPad upgrades. Oh, boy. Uh, so... I was intrigued um, about all this stuff. Yeah, this, uh, the iPad upgrades, I didn't think this was going to be a thing. I didn't think they were even going to be touched, period. But Oh, no. They, they they proved me wrong. They actually shut me the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so, for anybody that has recently purchased an, uh, an iPad Pro, rest assured, that's the only iPad that did not get an upgrade. However, what they did upgrade was the iPad Air and the iPad in general, uh, the base of the iPad, um, now known as the iPad 8th generation. So, there's a lot more to have the discussion with an iPad Air. So before we go a little bit more further about that, I'm gonna just say this right now, it is literally the iPad Pro, but cheaper. Oh like, yeah, for it, sure. I, the iPad Air is just basically a fancy way to say exactly what it is. Like, because the iPad Air, it wasn't, like, anything, like, too special. But what mm -hmm. they did with this, it's like, okay, now you can actually call it the iPad Air. It's actually something really special. Oh, yeah. It's just a pro, but I think a little smaller and definitely a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. So, if anybody has been always interested for an iPad Pro, but, you know, you're on a tight budget, I will say the iPad Air packs some type of crazy power and definitely worth it so oh. it has a major upgrade um uh, first off to talk about with its specs and such it has a new a14 bionic chip now oh my god <laughs> this part this part oh my god this, like not even intel does this shit but five fucking nanometers i can't get over that's that. insane that's insane bro <laughs> that's it that's better than the freaking um the the freaking processor that i have in my pc right now what i i, I, I hate everything <laughs> oh yeah it was so weird they they stuck on this point for a while too like they were down there in the lab and they were showing everything off and they were really pushing forward that we made i think they they i think they talked about something and like it's so small some of the components are like measured in atoms or something like that and i was like what the what the hell are they talking about yeah no if you guys actually like go watch the apple presentation for yourself i'm gonna link i'm going to link the apple's presentation into the podcast uh there but when you go there to see it, like, they were talking, like, all this scientific shit. I'm like, am I back in school? Like, did mm -hmm. I miss something? Holy shit, calm down. <laughs> they know. really For... brought out science up to the table. I know. I mean, five nanometer, that's so incredibly small. They also talked about it having, like, 12 billion transistors in it. And, like, you, you even said it's better than the new Intel chips. I think the new Intel, like, 10th gen chips are, like, 14 nanometers. And it's like, how, how did you do? I want to know how they did it. Like, if that's insane. Could, if they could actually, like, 
make this available for like PCs and stuff like that. I need to replace my processor that I have right now because I'm gonna sell that for this shit just because it's five goddamn nanometers with 12 billion transmitters. I, I, how? I, I need I don't that. Know how they did it. Yeah, and then after all the tech stuff, they're like, it could do this, and after this, and they just slammed in the fact of all this stuff that it could do. I'm like, what? Oh my god. So, speaking of those details to what Joshua is referencing to, so they literally, this, this is an iPad, iPad Air, by the way. Not the iPad Pro, the iPad Air. It can edit in 4K footage. 4K footage! Raw! Dude. It has 4K <laughs> 60! Capable camera! And the display is 2360 by 1640. I need I, this to stop. I, I need the MKBHD review. I need some kind of preview on this because that is insane. 4K footage. You can edit 4K raw on an iPad Air. What? I, I, I'm tired of this. I'm actually tired of this. They they really decided to like bring out the big guns because of this pandemic. They had no choice. So yeah, they're like, we got. They're like, we got nothing better to do. I mean, why not? Let's have right? an iPad edit 4K footage. That, that it's just still beyond me. Um, and I better like when I see that. That better be smooth. Like I don't want like any type of lagging or crashing on that iPad. That better be like. Good oh, yeah. type of smooth for an A14 Bionic chip. Don't screw with me here, man. I know. That's that's a little crazy. And they, like, went through all this thing. Like, iPad OS is getting really impressive now, too. Like, with the uh, iPad OS uh, 14 or whatever, with, like, the handwriting. And you can, yeah. like, copy it and paste it as just text. Like, it'll detect your handwriting. And, like... I don't know, man. The iPad is is getting pretty pretty darn powerful. I think for its own good, it's getting insanely powerful. See, it's actually serving its purpose as an actual what a tablet's supposed to be. Because mm -hmm. from the previous past, like they, like they, the first introduction to that was the fact that like when they they first announced the iPad, like the first ever iPad I'm talking about here. Like, mm -hmm. it's good because this is supposed to be, like, you know, one of those type of mobile devices that's supposedly, like, a considerable cheaper option for a laptop. However, it did not serve that purpose well because of what it was for a while was pretty much a giant-sized iPhone. But, you know, as the developers kind of helped out with this, they made specific apps to cater to that type of iPad to have more better accessibility and to, per, uh, you know, actual exclusive features that would be very helpful, especially when it comes to people's uh, work fields and productivity. Now, yeah. for how this has aged, no wonder why they are now number one in the tablet market. They are kicking everybody's ass on that shit. They're not fucking around with this shit. Like, now, like, it's actually serving its purpose, especially mm -hmm. to, like, how flexible it is of how versatile it is it's it's going to everywhere so it's just like at that point you don't need a laptop anymore almost to that extent oh so, yeah i think their uh i think their tagline for the ipad pro when it came out is your next computer isn't a computer so i don't know they're pushing they're pushing this stuff hard and they really 
they really nailed on Chromebooks too when they were doing the comparisons and they're like, it's mm-hmm. five times faster than the highest end Chromebook out there. So they're like, they're they're trying to compete with laptops in a sense, which is interesting because it seems like they're also competing in it with themselves with their MacBook lineup of how powerful these iPads are getting. See, that's something that I don't understand with Apple because they make a they make a competition among with the other companies, but also within themselves. It's like, whoa, yeah. I think they're <laughs> getting like, too powerful here. I know. I'm like, what are you what are you doing? Like, I want I want my MacBook to edit 4K footage without it, it the battery exploding. <laughs> oh man. I, but um, I guess we'll get to that later. Yeah, no, actually, there is something that we're going to discuss about that with the Max a little bit later in this podcast. Um, so also another notable feature is the fact that they replaced the lightning port connector in favor of the USB-C. So again, it's the iPad Pro, but cheaper. And another thing to go on with that just for the icing on the cake or the cherry on top is that mm-hmm. it has the Apple Pencil functionality. Yeah, it's compatible with Gen 1 and Gen 2 Apple Pencil. Yep, and so... literally you could just plug it into, well, you could just literally attach it to the side and it starts charging. That's just it. Just like how it would to the iPad Pro. Same thing with the iPad Air. It does that. Uh, yeah. Now, like... oh, go ahead. No, I was just saying it's like, they're really trying to make this like the little brother of the iPad Pro. Mm-hmm. I think the notable difference, and this is what had me shocked. Um, so not only like they give the iPad Air a fresh look because it looked something, it looked a little bit more like their base iPad with their iPad Air. Now they gave a little bit more of the iPad, um, what do you call that? Um, the iPad Pro feeling to it. So, and it has a little bit more of a unique, unique look to it though. But again, it, it's leaning towards to the Pro feel. But mm-hmm. what I found very interesting, which I think it's really cool that they did this. I didn't think this, well, it is possible. Like, I, I figured it would be, though, but it's just the way of how they went about it is interesting, which I think this is the reason why it's priced for the way that it is, and especially for, like, you know, a cheaper option. Mm-hmm. Um, So for iPhones and for, you know, the current iPad Pro and such, they have this thing called Face ID. And that's how you are able to unlock your device and such. While in certain other um, devices with the Apple lineup, they usually have Touch ID, which they usually include a home button to that or a, an, a, an extra button, which they, they would have for the uh, Mac Pro. For this, they completely removed the home button, but they have the Touch ID on the power button of the iPad Air, which I thought that was cool. Because it's like, you know, it actually makes a huge difference because it's just like, especially to like the Face ID, because if they were to incorporate that for the iPad Air, then it would be a little bit more expensive. At that point, it's it will just be only $100 cheaper than the iPad Pro. But there's a significant difference, mm-hmm. which we're going to get to that at that point, though. The Touch ID, it serves the purpose to unlock it. And of course, for, you know, user recognition. So I found that very interesting, the fact that they incorporate the power button as the touch id and actually again like give that new look for just to basically say well again as we reiterated this multiple times this is the cheaper option yeah and uh, i thought that was interesting like 
they didn't do that with the iPad Pro, and I guess that I guess that like really changes the price difference because like I guess you need more sensors and cameras in the iPad Pro than you would in the Air because it only has Touch ID. But like I think that I think that's a bold move, and I guess we'll get to this later. Then that this might be incorporated into their you know other products, but I don't know. That that's a cool that's a cool thing. I guess it makes it cheaper. You don't need to put Face ID in it, but you still get that uh, that Touch ID that everyone loves so much. So I guess that's a cool feature that they've added to that there. Mm-hmm. So um, and yeah, no, like again, this is all priced for five ninety nine at the starting base of it that and it's it's gonna be available in October. We don't know when exactly in October though, but they said that. That's the time when the new iPad uh, Air releases. And also, it comes in different colors. It does. I don't know. I was looking at it, and I saw a lot of people in my like uh, in my Zoom classes today. I was like, I saw, I'm going to be honest, I saw a lot of people taking notes with an iPad, and I was looking at it, and I was like, I don't know, man. I might, <laughs> I might, I might, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there that it could be a very useful note-taking tool and among other things but i'm like what i don't know i don't know it's i'm kind of on the fence about like getting it because i'm like i don't i'm on the fence because i'm like this is nice i never was like i was never really interested in an ipad until uh like a few months ago, a lot of people were like, yeah, we use it for notes and all that stuff. It's really helpful for school. And I'm like, I don't know. Now that it's at that lower price point, I don't have to spend $800 on an iPad. I mean, it's looking it's looking pretty appealing. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially for anybody that's like into the creative field and stuff like that. Again, like this is like more of an actual budget mm-hmm. of it, especially to like of how uh apple is really like really enforcing the idea of it's like you know uh the purpose of the educational uses and basically for anyone that's a you know an editor uh, a creative artist and so on forward so um yeah no it's definitely worth like for me at least like until like we can actually get a thorough review of it though like so far it's definitely a huge grab for everybody to get this cheaper end model of basically of the pro lineup that, that, again i know it's not part of the pro lineup but <laughs> this it, is bas- the it basically version. is <laughs> it's at this point um yeah so that's all i really have to say about the ipad air it was like basically like one of the also like wow things that they're doing um mm-hmm. so Another uh, iPad that has gotten the upgrade, as mentioned before, is the iPad uh, 8th generation. There's not too much that we could really say onto this, though, but, like, it pretty much has, like, a very, very good refresh refresh as to uh, using a little bit more of the updated uh, components, the chipsets, chipsets and so on forward. Uh, It has the new A12 chip. It also has the Apple Pencil functionality, but it doesn't have the charger and, like, the iPad Air and Pro does. So, mm. um, but basically, like, they're kind of, like, that. that's basically, like, your end of the deal of the cheapest iPad, but it's not going to go to the extent of what the Air does or the Pro. Mm-hmm. However, I, I'm going to be real. Huh? Yeah, I think that Air is, I think the Air is probably your best bet. If you can make that leap, I think it, the Air is probably the best bet for someone to go for. 
Yeah, because I would not want to settle for less either. Um, mm -hmm. Because the regular iPad, it's also going to be serving the purpose of three twenty nine, which you know it's still like a good decent price for it, uh, especially for like you know like the cheapest end of the lineup and such though. But if you put in the couple extra hundred, if you have that, again, I feel like your Air is going to be like the best thing if you want the especially the functionality of flexibility and adaptability for whatever that suits your needs, especially for work purposes and um, so on. For as to to get the job done essentially. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah, no, the, I, the iPads... I think they're gonna be good for a long time, at least. Especially to the circumstances that were placed under as of right now. But, um... So, for all of the devices that they showcase, uh, the Apple Watch Series 6, the SE, the iPad Air, and the 8th Gen Generation upgrade, it was not only worth watching the 1 hour and, like, 10 to 20 minutes presentation... But that's a lot for what they prepared for, for the presentation. Oh, yeah. Um, which I, if, if that's what we can, like, if this is what we're getting right now for, like, a couple devices here and there, I can't imagine what the rest of the lineup for the other devices that are going to be offering. I can't imagine what that's going to look like, which, again, we're going to get a little bit more into that. Um, so I mentioned this earlier. Uh, I believe, like I said, I believe this was mentioned, um, at the Apple Watch section, but they kind of, like, included some type of features here and there on the iPad Pro section, or the iPad Pro, the iPad section of this whole entire thing. So, there's this new subscription service that they're now calling it the Apple One, because they, they started to have all these other services for other things that they usually provide out to their consumers, and now, like, they do a lot of these, um... They're now having an all-out one type idea. So what this is, is that the subscription service, it pretty much combines all their subscriptions into one big service. And um, you could you could do the individual uh, plan, the family plan, and the premiere plan. Um, now, before I get into this real quick... Um, Something that bothers me about this, like, I, I, I want to believe that this is because that they probably thought out the ideas of what are the services that they want to offer. But because of how much money that people were spending on the other services that became available, like the iCloud, the music, and the TV, and stuff like that, I feel like this should have been a service that should have been offered a long time ago. It's good that they're offering this now, but holy shit, I feel like this is just, like, way overdue. And some of us do what the plans include and such, it's... A little bit weird, like, to an extent I can understand, but something about this kind of throws me off in some odd way. Um, so starting that off is that their individual plan, it includes the TV, um, the music, the arcade, the iCloud, which you get pretty much 50 gigabytes of that, of uh, storage, and yeah, that's it, and it's only for $14.95 per month. Or the yearly subscription service that they're probably going to uh, give you the, uh, the year for, maybe. I don't know if they're doing that again. But that's pretty mm -hmm. much as to what their monthly plan is. And that's for only for the individual. Which, I guess that's fine and all. But, like, yeah. fitness is not included into this. So, it's like, if you were to get the individual plan and also get the fitness, it's going to total up a lot more. Yeah. I, I mean, for what it's offering, I guess it's worth it. Because Apple Music itself, if you're not a university student, it's 10 bucks a month. 
so I guess in that sense, I guess it's it, it's worth it a little bit. But I'm just surprised that they're calling it Apple One and they're like, here, let's throw everything in one subscription. But then there's like three different plans. Yep. So the next one with that is the family plan, which uh, this one's a little bit different and which, you know, it, it, this one, it makes sense. So um, you basically share up among with five other people. Um, again, there's no any changes or they're not adding anything to it except with sharing among with five people on this plan and you get 200 gigabytes of iCloud storage. So at this one, I, I understand. However, there is one more plan, which I, I, this part, I, I don't get it. I actually dead ass do not understand this. So <laughs> this one, they call it the premiere plan. And that one is $29.95 per month. And you also get to share this among with five other people. Now, they also basically, to as mentioned, they have that available plus News Plus and Fitness Plus. Which, Fitness and News are only exclusive to Premiere, not with family or individual. And uh, for the iCloud, they update this with to two terabytes. So... I'm not so sure as to why News Plus and Fitness Plus are exclusive to the Premiere plan because that's pretty much like pretty much with those three things that I just mentioned. That's like the only thing that's like notable of what makes the family plan and the individual plan a huge difference, though. But I just feel like that's kind of weird, especially if there are people that wants the News Plus and the Fitness plan onto the family one, but they're going to have to pay up for something that they probably don't even need, which is the extra iCloud storage, you know? So I'm not so sure as to why yeah. they have to make that exclusive to the premiere one. Um, and it says that like if you do that, you could save twenty dollars per month with that though. But it's like I feel like it would still be a better combination with that without iCloud, um, you know, changes. But I guess mm -hmm. it is what it is at this point. It's still odd. It's 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 weird. I guess I guess iCloud the two terabyte storage. I mean, even if you're buying it for yourself, I feel like that's way more than enough. Like right now, I use fifty. Maybe in the future I'll upgrade to like a hundred or whatever their next one up is. But after that, I don't think I'll go farther than that. But it's weird because it's kind of like a weird dilemma because if you take the cost breakdown of each of those services, it's more than thirty dollars a month. So I guess in the sense you're getting a deal, but it's just it's just weird that they're like. We're here to bring you a subscription service for all-in-one. But there's three different plans and you can choose which one you want, I guess. It's just kind of a weird... It's just like a weird Apple thing to do. They always do something a little... Like a push in the right direction, I guess. But then there's some just weird twist to it that like not everyone understands. Like It's just... It's weird. <laughs> I don't usually use the Apple One subscription. Uh, the only thing I'm subscribed to is pretty much the iCloud storage. And, yeah, uh, you know, like, honestly, like, I'm not interested in the music and TV and arcade and stuff like that. Like, that's the only thing I need. Uh, plus, like, you know, again, mm -hmm. like, I do need that storage, especially for, like, you know, my designing and my editing service. Because not only that I manage from Windows products and such here and there software, but I also, like, kind of dabble in a little, uh, doing a little bit more learning with uh, Apple products here and there and macOS um or anything just apple exclusive and such like i'm kind of managing that um there 
So, mm-hmm. um, so I don't know. Like, if you guys think it's like worth it at that point with the subscription, that's up to you and such. Though I just think that like with how they are doing the subscription plans, it's a little bit questionable at face. Um, yeah, I I think that they they should do some changes with that. Honestly, especially to like how much like the plans are um, for the fourteen ninety uh, five, uh, the nineteen ninety five, and the twenty nine ninety five. I don't know, um, but. That's pretty much all to what I really have to say about the Apple One subscription. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, pretty much same thoughts. It's kind of weird. I guess it makes sense. You save money, but it's just a weird, weird little caveat they added in there. But all and right. they they glanced over it like pretty quickly too in the conference. Like it was a quitty, it was a pretty quick kind of glance over before they ended everything out. That's a pre-recording. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um, now with all things considered, that's pretty much with everything they have presented with the, um, the Apple presentation. So one thing that I want to mention this as well, that as I mentioned earlier, like this is big for what they've done with their models. I cannot imagine what the rest is going to look like. And starting off, I want to get this one out of the way, are the iPhones. So, as yeah. mentioned before, we were supposed to have an iPhone presentation. Or not an iPhone presentation, but iPhones being included into this presentation. However, it's not. But, uh, apparently, we might get an Apple de- a dedicated iPhone event next month. I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, but those are the, those are the rumors going around is that there's an October iPhone event because of the pandemic. Right. Which... If that's the case, then I'm pretty sure that I'm not going to, like... I'm not going to set my expectations too high, but because of what bar they set for um, for this presentation, I kind of want to set the same bar with the iPhone because I can't imagine what they're going to do with that. They're usually impressed with the iPhone. Um, personally, for mm-hmm. me, it hasn't been anything, like, wow since the 10 for me. Uh, the 11 yeah. is, it's pretty, like, decent, but, like, like I said, it wasn't, like, anything extraordinary. So, I'm assuming yes. and hoping that the 12 or whatever the fuck they're gonna call this one, it's gonna be good. Especially for what they set the bar for their other products into the lineup. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they, if they did anything. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they just jumped out with something crazy on the new iPhone. Because, like, 10 was a big jump and stuff the 11 i mean it was it was it was cool and all like it was a little jump but like 12 i'm hoping for like a big jump i mean maybe you will see that a14 or even the a13 maybe we'll see that new chip in there i'm hoping to see that new a14 in there that would be pretty nice to just give that iphone an extra boost in power for like seemingly no reason and the a14 doesn't need to be in an iphone but that would be cool to see day 14 in there so so here's the thing that i kind of want to mention out to the public Mm -hmm. uh so joshua and i uh we have our current 2020 macbooks oh boy (laughs) after for what they presented here Man, what the, what their new Macs are gonna look like, and if they actually deliver the promised like chipsets and a, a, like you know the upgraded uh, components that they're gonna do with it. Oh man, no, I'm sorry, but we we gotta sell our Macs quick. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Once those Apple Silicon chips are in the max, uh, my 2020 MacBook Pro is going back to Apple. I will trade this sucker in. I don't care. I will. I'll get rid of it. I just think with the power of the A14 chip and like if they put a new ch- like a complete. I don't think they'll put like a completely new chip in the first line of Apple Silicon um, MacBooks. They'll probably put in like the A14X is what they've been talking a lot about but if they put something in the macbook that's even even on par or just a close to the a14 bionic i mean that that would be insane right i just it's that it's for me at least like because that i do graphic design and video editing and such like this would be super helpful i need this so I, yeah. I, I would love to like have some that type of good flexibility and good performance wise and you know we we be out here it's it's totally fine just you know just just, just say apple like i doubt that you're listening to my podcast but this is my message to you just just say <laughs> that you're doing this just 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 say it that's all i need to hear the minute that you say that i i just need to sell that thing thank you very much kenny who yeah. Oh, yeah, um for sure but um I'm not so sure as to what else they could do with the other products, though. Uh, but I want to go back with the iPhone real quick. Mm-hmm. Now, the only thing that I see is the fact that, like, you know, to be fair, I don't think we've had the lightning port connector for that long in comparison as to the old charger that, that we had exclusive, which it was, like, what, called the 24-pin connector or something? Yeah, something like that. I think it was yeah. like the 24 pin. They got rid of that after the iPhone 5. After that, yeah. for the, iPhone, the iPhone 5, 5, they changed it out. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not even like, I guess you could say since it's 2020, like they introduced that around like 2013, 14, around that time. Yeah. So it has, like, I guess you could say it's been a little bit of a lengthy time, though. But it, to me, it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like it's been that long. So yeah. if they're switching out the US like you know lightning ports to USB C on the iPads, it'd be really crazy if they're gonna start doing that for the iPhones. Yeah. I I'm gonna be real. I hate like plugging everything in. I mean Mac's book the MacBook has USB C. I all the most of the iPads now have USB C. It's really weird going in to like plug my phone in to my MacBook and it's like, oh I can't whatever. I can't do it because it's it's USB A to like Lightning. It's not even U- like USB C to Lightning. It's I don't know. I would like to see USB C on the iPhone just for like ease of everything. It's 2020. Just USB C everything. Um, transfer everything faster. It's got faster transfer speeds. I think I think USB C on the iPhones would be a nice touch to just make everything USB C. You want to know what I think it would be so cool? Um, What's that? I saw a comment of this, like, on a YouTube video, like, way long ago. Um, and it was, like, for a product that they released, like, earlier this year. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, I think it was, like, at their, like, their last Apple presentation before they had this one. But somebody said that it'd be so cool if you could have as an iPhone um, act as, like, a touchpad for your Mac or your iPad. And I'm just like, stop. Stop. That's oh, too wow. much power. That's, That's way too much power. Yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like 
to like to me it kind of like in a sense it kind of just sounds stupid but like it's just like oh wait a minute hold on wait if you think about it it could be convenient it could actually work out well <laughs> yeah so kind of cool i think that would be kind of cool but it's one of those know. unnecessary features but it would be stupid cool to have which I, apple's prone to be known for that oh yeah uh, I think that would be a nice touch. USB, I, I don't know. I just like USB-C. It's in a lot of stuff I use. It's just, it's a nice port. It's fast. It's easy. It's, I, a lot of things use it nowadays. I just think Apple, they're slowly making that transition to USB-C for everything. I think the iPhone would be a next step forward when, when they do that, when they have their next iPhone event. Yeah. So, but I mean, hey, it's only like, it's only a matter of time till we see um, what's going to happen in the future. So, um, but yeah, no, I think that's all going to be for this podcast episode. Because uh, I, I pretty much got out for everything that I wanted to say. Like now at this point, it's like, I just want that chipset confirmation for the Mac and whatever stupid features, go, again, go off. I don't care. Just go off. Exactly. Actually, wait, no, I lied. There is one more thing that I want to mention. Um, So, uh, this is just a personal thing. Like, I know this may not be relevant to anybody. But for me, like, for the long time that I've been a hardcore Apple fanboy, I stopped being a hardcore Apple fanboy after the iPhone 5. Um, That's Hmm. because I just got caught up with life and such. I never, like, usually pay attention to Apple conferences. But I started recently getting back into it because of the stuff that they've been doing. I'm not going to lie. The one thing that I kind of want to mention is that I am not a fan as to how they do their po- um, their presentations. Um, I understand they're trying to make it more modernized, though, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I kind of like it when they used to be, like, stupid, but, like, how do I put this? They had an old traditional way as to how they did their videos and stuff like that. It felt a mm. lot more professional. Now, like, they're kind of, like, doing, like, the music kicking and stuff like that, which, I mean... For me, I'm not a huge fan of that because it doesn't feel like Apple. Because, like, you know, I, I I usually like, like you know, like, you know, the chill music and stuff like that. It's something that they make it so grand. So that's the vibe yeah. that I kind of miss when they did their presentations and their reveal trailers of their products, though. I'm not a huge fan of it, though. But that's, like, just a little bit of a pet peeve that I have. That That's just me, huh. though. <laughs> hey, so. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all going to be for the podcast episode. If you're listening to the show on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave out a five-star rating if you enjoyed this podcast. Hit up the Storm Connect Twitter at StormConnectEN or other platforms this podcast is on for the feedback on the show. And also, thank you, Joshu, as always, for yeah. supporting me. And for, Thanks for uh, having joining- me, man. Of course, my pleasure. And of course, that you know, um, you guys could go follow on Joshu on his Twitter. I will also leave the uh, link to his Twitter onto the podcast description there uh he he does uh some content creation here and there not so often but like you know you can you guys could follow him just because he's cool just because i said so <laughs> so um Maybe stuff but, down the line i'll do in the future but yeah we'll see <laughs> hey i look forward to it so Thanks, yeah this is edo ninja stay safe healthy and please for fuck's sakes wash your goddamn hands I feel like that was just necessary to mention that. I'll see you guys on the next podcast episode. See ya.